Well, in today's reading of our gospel, we have very sobering words from our Lord. Uh, we have the image of the house that's built on sand versus the house that's built on the rock. The house that's built on the rock being the person that actually does what Jesus asks him to do. The person whose house is built on the sand is the person who listens, hears the word of God, uh, has faith, and even does some you know, uh, deeds that flow forth out of faith, but there is, there's a lack of uh, authentic charity. And we see that more uh, precisely in that first story we have with the, the judgment day, and we have people coming to Lord and saying, We've, we prophesied in your names, we cast out demons in your names. And these people are actually working miracles. They have faith and they have spiritual gifts that are quite uh, rare and extraordinary. And they couldn't have these gifts unless they had faith. But they don't have the grace of God in their heart. They're lacking charity and uh, they're called evildoers. They're actually not living according to the commandments, to the moral law. And that's uh, a sobering thought. St. Paul tells us in Corinthians 13, he says, If I have faith to move all mountains, but I don't have love, it profits me nothing. So what we need is to have authentic charity for God, first and foremost in our hearts. And uh, flowing forth from that charity is an authentic obedience to the moral law. And apart from that obedience and apart from that charity, we cannot be saved. God will say to us on the last day, depart from me, you evildoer. It's very serious, very sobering. Now, this is a call for conversion, for true, authentic change of our lives. I have uh, recently spent, I've had the pleasure um, to spend the last few days just taking some, a few hours here and a few hours there to sit down and read through Pope Francis's recent encyclical on the environment, uh, Laudato Si. And uh, I have to say, for me personally, it has been a, a remarkable challenge, a remarkable challenge he has very serious words in this encyclical that are calling for authentic change and conversion of lifestyles. And uh, if you watch the media, there's all this buzz about certain things that he says, and it's very, it's, it becomes politicized, unfortunately, through the lens of the media. And, uh, you know, after reading through the encyclical, I was inspired to say, you know, what, what is it that John Paul II taught about the environment? Is Francis actually saying anything new? And I went to what's called the Compendium of the Social Doctrine of the Church and their section on the uh, and care for the environment. Uh, I found dozens of quotes from Pope Benedict, uh, quotes from uh, John Paul II going back to 1980, and numerous statements from the USCCB, from the American bishops, and if you put all of these words together and these teachings together, I, I think that Francis is actually hasn't said a single new thing 
in this encyclical. If we've been listening to our popes and our bishops for the past uh, 35 years or more, they've been saying what Francis is saying, that we need to change our lifestyles. Now, this has a lot to do with how governments uh, run the government and how they legislate. It has a lot to do with the UN. It has a lot to do especially with corporations, with big corporations that are responsible for doing serious damage to the environment. But it also has to do with us little folk who show up in the parish and live private lives and we don't run huge corporations. It has to do with us as well. And here are some quotes, very challenging quotes from Pope Francis. Only by cultivating sound virtues will people be able to make a selfless ecological commitment. So what he's saying is care for the environment flows forth out of virtue, out of obedience to the natural law. A person, well, he's got a lot here. I don't want to read it all. Um, here, here's something. We must not think that these efforts, meaning our own personal efforts, are not going to change the world. You know, because we're not heads of corporations, what can we do about the environment? Well, there's little things we can do. And we can't think that we can't change the world. They benefit society, these little actions, often unbeknown to us. For they call forth a goodness which, albeit unseen, inevitably tends to spread. Furthermore, such actions can restore our sense of self-esteem. They can enable us to live more fully and to feel that life on earth is worthwhile. And he goes on, A healthy relationship with creation is one dimension of overall personal conversion. So if we are authentically converted, and if we really live the gospel like Christ is asking us to uh, in today's reading, uh, we will be concerned for the environment and we will take concrete actions in our daily life and changes in our lifestyle that will reflect that. Um, he says, Some committed and prayerful Christians with the excuse of realism and pragmatism tend to ridicule expressions of concern for the environment. And I, I really think this is very true of many American Christians, both Protestant and Catholic. Others are passive. So they, they think that we should take care of the environment, but they choose not to change their habits, and they become inconsistent. So what they all need is an ecological conversion, whereby the effects of their encounter with Jesus become evident in their relationship with the world around them. And he says, this is, this is very heavy duty, living our vocation to be protectors of God's handiwork is essential to a life of virtue. It is not an optional or a secondary aspect of our Christian experience. And he goes on, I ask all Christians to recognize and to live fully this dimension of their conversion. That's a really big challenge for me because I have to say, I don't think my, as they call it, a carbon footprint is very big. I don't think it ever has been very big. I'm a single man. I've lived in the log cabin for a period of time in my life when I was teaching in the Adirondacks. And I, but I, I admit, I really don't consciously think about the environment and my relationship to it. So what can we do? Well, how about we get these bags when we buy our groceries? You know, instead of using plastic and paper. How about we turn the air conditioning notch up just a little bit? I, I was just on the internet, I saw the other day, 
the amount of power wattage that a fan uses is minuscule compared to an air conditioner. It's minuscule. It's like a one one probably eight hundredth of what would be used by an air conditioner. So maybe we have ceiling fans and we use the air conditioner less. Um, these are concrete actions, and I'm going to be trying my best to start to change my life and my lifestyle to be conscious of this. And uh, otherwise, I don't have any right to preach on this if I don't if I don't live it out. So you guys, check me, ask me, see how I'm doing if I'm really changing my life. Uh, because this is a very serious call from the Holy Father, and uh, we, we need to take it seriously. So together, I invite you on this journey to start thinking about how we can change little things in our lives to be more conscious of our uh, relationship with God's good creation.